0: This episode is a mic swap. It's a concept I came up with back in 2017 at the very start of Shareable. I thought, what if I shared the mic and let my guest become the host and I became the guest of my own show? This simple swap has allowed my guest hosts to take the conversation in unique and unexpected directions, producing some amazing, one-of-a-kind conversations that I never could have planned. The concept is so good, in fact, that plenty of my podcaster friends have taken the idea for themselves. So... I hope you enjoy this episode of Mike Swap. This week on Shareable's Mike Swap, the host is Robin Dreek. Robin took the mic from me and took over the hosting duties, and I got to become the guest. And he asked me a bunch of really interesting questions. A lot of stuff I've never even talked about before, such as what is the origin of Shareable? What was the spark that got me into it? And what were the conditions that were going on at the time of my life where I even started Shareable? Robin does a great job of digging deep into the story, and he's not satisfied to take my surface-level answer. He actually makes me go back further and further and further until we're actually talking about me as a kid and my love of Superman. So I hope you tune in for the mic swap because Robin is a phenomenal host. He does a really great job of getting all of the information out of me, all of the stories out of me, and in just a short period of time, you're going to learn what makes this show shareable.
1: So, Jeff, welcome to Shareable. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. I am your host, Robin Drake, the former head of the FBI Counterintelligence Behavioral Analysis Program, best selling author, former Marine, all those hooky, spooky spy stuff. So, Jeff, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me. I've always wanted to be <laughs> on Shareable. This is so cool.
1: It is so cool. Jeff, one of the greatest things in life is discovering and I know we've had this chat before, is that superhero backstory. And we just got done having a great conversation where you're diving deeper trying to find my origin story. And I know a portion of yours, but I'm even more curious. Where did the concept of Shareable come from? What was the spark to having this podcast Shareable? So-
0: that's a really interesting uh, – I don't know if I've ever actually talked about the origin of Shareable. But, um, so I had been podcasting since 2013, and, and Shareable came about in 2017, I believe, right at the beginning of 2017. Opportunity presented itself at the end of 2016. Um, I was approached to join a podcast network called uh, C-Suite Radio.
1: And, but, and, yeah. and, and let me stop you there because I'm, yep. I'm really bad at interrupting because I love going down these rabbit holes. Yeah. What got you into podcasting?
0: Ah, that's a, another fascinating sort of uh, – here I am, it's 2022, it's been eight years, right? Yeah, uh, how did I get into this? So, the funny thing is, this is, uh, what I was, feel what, like
1: was, what was the spark?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> th- so I will, I feel like you'll very much appreciate this, just knowing you. Is that so? I had a guy that was working for me and he said, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, sure, what can I do to support it? So, he started this. Uh, I was my own company, True Voice Media. So I had my own agency and I had a guy working for me and he said, I want a podcast. It's 2013,
1: 2012. Uh, you're opening up so many things. I'm so sorry. So you were doing media. So what got you? I'm trying to go backwards. Yeah, yeah, to this yeah. out. So, so you're in media.
0: I was in social media. So I came out of my MBA and I wanted to go into social media because I was fascinated by the intersection of people and technology. And I really thought this is going to change the world for the better. i was so wrong, but I believed it at the time. And why, I started. okay
1: why did why did you think why did you think you're wrong you thought so you did this because you wanted to change the world for the better by the intersection of social media and people yeah why, why did you not why do you think it doesn't work so I
0: think my initial belief about social media was that the fundamental structure of it allowed for a lot of really great things and I think I was very optimistic and naive in not also seeing the downsides of it so it what became were some the, of
1: the downsides that you saw
0: so social media is the world's most powerful propaganda engine that's ever existed. It is, it has an ability to spread misinformation faster than anything that we've ever conceived. My initial belief about social was that it was going to be the tool that allowed us to bring uh, people together, see past our differences, and meet in a common digital space where we could be vulnerable and care about one another and talk about important issues across time and space and geography. That was my belief at the
1: time. And where, I, and I, where did that? desire to bring people together come from?
0: Um, I think partly like you, I'm an only child and um, I always wanted a lot of family as I was growing up. And for me, it was always important and I always felt most safe and, and um, happy when I was in the company of people that cared about one another, where you were mm. free to be who you are. And I just wanted a world that's more like, that. I still do. I still talk about a world that's kinder, safer and more equitable and that really stems from early life of feeling most comfortable in those scenarios. And if we go all the way back, my whole superhero thing comes from when I was a kid. I was totally obsessed with Superman right. and he nearly lost everything and he had to gamble everything, turn back the wheels of time, spin the earth backwards to rescue the woman he loved from, from uncertain tragedy. Right. And I always believe that you have to be willing to sacrifice yourself for the greater good and create a kinder, safer world and, you know, do the superhero thing. So all of these factors kind of coalesced that when social media came out, I thought, well, here's the tool. Here's the tool. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to teach companies how to be more mindful and more caring for their people, because now their people have a voice, Mm -hmm. and more caring about their customers, because now their customers have a voice, and more caring about the world around them, because their actions are going to be visible through the transparency of social media. I saw all of the possible benefits without actually fully embracing and understanding the depth of the, the depravity and awfulness that could come of it. So I had started an agency after about, I worked at a consultancy for two years and a PR agency for about a year when I got fired, I didn't know what I was going to do. One of my clients said, I'm coming with you. And I was like, I don't even know where I'm going. And he's like, doesn't matter. I'm coming with you.
1: What'd you get fired for?
0: Uh, Just the business wasn't making it. was 2009, 2010 Uh, time period. And they were like, oh, we're a PR firm. We now have social media. And like the money didn't come roaring in. Um, And I, you know, I'm not going to badmouth any former employer, but just like whatever it was, it didn't work out. It wasn't a good fit for different reasons. And when I started my own thing, I remember on day one, I had never been happier in my life professionally than owning my own company. Um, and I just felt I felt like me again. So I started hustling and trying to make a thing happen. And when I had hired this first uh, guy got work for me, a guy named John Steyart, who I'm still very close with, um, he said he wanted to start a podcast. So I was like, all right, cool, go ahead. So he started this podcast and all of a sudden we had a podcast and he was bringing on these incredible people to talk to. And I was like, dude, how are you getting these people to agree to talk to you? And he was like, I just, I just asked them to be on my podcast and they said yes and i was like well hold on hold on you just emailed that person and said would you be on my podcast and they said yes and he was like yeah so you asked about the spark when i realized that i could get brilliant people to talk to me for an hour just by turning on a camera and a microphone i was blown away i was like you have to be kidding me there's this amazing resource of incredible free information brilliant people that i get to talk to and and, and nurture my curiosity. And all I have to do is ask, I'm in. So then when he stopped doing the podcast, I picked it up and started my own called Conversations. And I ran that for two, three years. I had 60, 70 conversations, brilliant people, learned something from every single one of them. That was one of the greatest things I'd ever done. And I got invited to join a podcast network. And I decided that instead of bringing my agency show to a podcast network, because I felt funny, I would start a new show from scratch And take everything that I had learned about podcasting and pour it into this new show. Started thinking about the idea, what I wanted to call it. And I was, one, I'm in social media at the time. So what better name for a show than shareable? Because we want to share things. But more than that, I thought, what's shareable? What makes something shareable? And I think the thing that makes something shareable is seeing the stories that people have about two elements that none of us can avoid the impact of people and technology on our lives and careers. And that's what the show started as was I wanted to explore how did people impact my guests lives. And I was hoping to hear these wide variety of stories and it didn't disappoint. I heard about teachers. I heard about coworkers. I heard about media personalities, all of these people that had an impact parents, uh, a lot of stories about parents and the impact they have. And, and um, you know, I really got to know these, these folks and, I then asked them about technology and I wanted to know how did technology alter the the career path you had. And so many people had these stories of the things that they're doing now that were not possible without the advent of Skype or Twitter or video conferencing or whatever else. So I got really into that. And over time, I've I've kept that undercurrent of people and technology in it, but I've really wanted to go deeper and I've wanted to understand people's unique abilities and I want to understand where those came from. Did it come from a person in their life? Did it come from a traumatic experience? I, I didn't even get to ask you in the previous time that we spoke about the different ways that superpowers come about, right? There's like the the, the Superman kryptonite way you just were born with it. There's the people who experience some sort of trauma, like being bitten by a radioactive spider. Mm-hmm. And then they just have something that they can't unsee or can't unchange or then there's the Batman types, right? Something traumatic happens to them or something opens their eyes and then they train and they train and they train and they train until they're the best in the world, the world's best detective. Right. And, um, and I'm fascinated by the ways that people become great by Mm -hmm. the ways that their stories shape the dent they want to make in the universe. So that I think is a profoundly shareable set of ideas and a profoundly shareable type of content. Um, And my hope is that when people listen to the show, that they hear something and they say, I need to tell someone about
1: that. Perfect. So Jeff, what makes you happy?
0: What makes me happy more than anything else? um, I I have to kind of break it down into two things. Sort of like, what's your favorite book? Like, what's the category? Mm -hmm. But my happiest of happy is just spending time with my wife. It's My favorite thing I do, honestly, out of everything else. Whether it's laying in bed or going out to eat or traveling or... Mundane stuff like going to the grocery store. Like I just smile when I see her. So it just or, makes me happy.
1: Or having her behind you burping her baby. Yeah.
0: She's <laughs> but and, and I'm not just saying that because she's right behind me. I am saying that because it's true. So that's the first one. And then I'd say the second one is kind of partly professional, partly personal, but it's impact. It's I want to know that I was here and it was for something. I don't want to be a number that passed through the annals of humanity and didn't leave something behind i don't care if it's just one thing it could be the book it could be something i'm yet have yet to do it could be something i've already done i don't know but i want to i want something to change because of the way that i existed in the world um and and i and i think at a, at a certain level everybody's existence changes the world around them every single person every single interaction every single moment of our lives we are altering the matter that surrounds us.
1: How will you measure that?
0: Um, I don't think it's for me to measure. I I think it's for me to to chase, and I think it's for others to measure. Um, I don't generally think of it's sort of like calling yourself an expert. I, I'm not. I'm not diametrically opposed to people who do that. I don't think there's anything wrong. It's just that's not my thing. And in the same way, I, I don't. I don't think I would ever assign any sort of value to it. I mean, I call myself a superhero, but it's partly tongue in cheek. It's more, I think I want people to know what I'm after. Right. Um, but the impact is to be judged after I'm gone. Um, that's how I tend to think of it. I'm a play until the clock runs out and I want people to then look back on it, look back on the legacy and decide where I fit, uh, or if I fit. And if I don't, then I don't, but at least I played as if I should fit. Um, and if I do, then awesome. And, and I'm not going to waste a minute stopping to see where, you know, where my ranking is. I'm just going to keep going after it.
1: Jeff, all I can do is thank you a lot for being the most lovable leader, a superhero, and a guest on Shareable.
0: <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> so tell me, what was most valuable or useful for you in this episode? Send me a message or hit me up on social media. I'm easy to find, but there's links in the show notes just to make it easy. Seriously, I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a couple things you could do, starting with subscribing to the show. And after that, head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show five stars and leave a review. Consider sharing this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. Or just buy me a latte or an Old Fashioned by hitting up that tip jar. If you're looking for a good book to read, may I suggest The Lovable Leader? which covers how to build great teams with trust, respect, and kindness. It's built exclusively for brand new managers, and it's a handbook that will serve you well in your journey of leadership. Just search for Lovable Leader wherever books are sold online. And finally, if you're interested in working with me or checking out any of my other projects, go to jgibbard.com. That link, as well as every other link mentioned, will be found in the show notes. Stay safe, be kind, and seriously, share this episode with someone. I'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm.